Dr. Jean-Claude Chalier, my research supervisor for the doctorate thesis for the entire duration of three years, invited me to participate in, participate in a party in the department to celebrate his promotion in the department as maître assistant or associate professor and he thanked me for my contribution in this promotion too. When asked how I could have contributed to his promotion, Dr. Jean-Claude admitted that my brilliant performance both for the DEA degree and for the doctoral thesis work under his supervision had raised his image in the university as a whole too. And that was one of the reasons, main reasons, that evaluators of his application for, for promotion passed the, the, the evaluation so successfully in his favor without much hassle. Of course, I was thrilled to hear this admission from my immediate supervisor, though concealing my glee, I commented, no, it was your hard work more than my performance, sir, that has paid off with this promotion recognition. I confessed to Dr. Jean-Claude that elevation of my position as doctor and completion of the doctorate thesis on transplacental transfer of certain sympathomimetic drugs in the perfused human placental lobule in vitro in laboratory conditions entitled effect of monoamine oxidase inhibition on their transfer would not have been possible without the professional guidance and support provided by him and by Professor Panigel and all the support staff of Professor Panigel's laboratory and that I'll be eternally grateful to them for the mentoring and guidance all through this crucial phase of my life as a research scholar in a foreign land. After the participants had left the scene, after a brief food and drinks party sponsored by Dr. P Dr. Chalier, I went to meet him in his office to thank him for all the wonderful guidance and support provided to accomplish my research mission and to secure my doctorate degree with high honors. When I shook hands warmly and expressed my deepest thanks again to him for all the wonderful help that he gave me in completing the master degree as well as the doctorate degree, he just smiled and said, I was just doing my duty, man, nothing special. And he added, please come to my house, Nanda, this Sunday if you are free to enjoy a French lunch with us all at our residence. I was literally overjoyed and thanked Dr. Chalier for this wonderful invitation. He also informed me that I will have to travel for more than 30 minutes in a local train from Garth to Austerlitz railway station to arrive at his home and that I, and I carefully noted down the instructions for train travel through. On that Sunday, I started 
my train journey in such a manner as to arrive at his residence by 12 o'clock noon. It is an age-old practice prevailing in France to arrive at the house of the host by 12 o'clock noon to participate in any appointed lunch or functions unless the host mentioned any specific other timing. As expected, I arrived the, at the Villeneuve Saint George railway station after about 45 minutes' journey from Gardo Sterlitz or Australian uh, Austerlitz railway station. Dr. Chalier was waiting to receive me at the station and drove me to his home nearby in a French made Renault brand luxury sedan car, too. When my train arrived at the vacant at the railway station, I landed on the platform as a lone passenger. I later realized that if the railway station will remain vacant on Sundays, I was wondering. My super superior was waiting outside that railway station and he told me, don't worry Nanda, it is being Sunday that you are, that you that this train was so empty, otherwise it would have been full. He greeted me in his native language or French language with the usual words, Bonjour, Monsieur. Ch I, I, I greeted Dr. Chalier in French, Bonjour, Monsieur Chalier, and warmly shook my and warmly shook shook my hands. Then he said. We can move from here in my car. I will, it will it will take nearly quarter hour drive to arrive at my house. As an occasional traveler in an ambassador taxi car in India, I sat on the seat next to the driver's seat in his luxury car. Then my host cautioned me, See Nanda, all who travel in a car or van in front seat in France must wear the seat belt without fail as a measure to ensure safe travel and to ward off possible bodily harm in case of an accident if at all anything happens on the road. As advised by my host, I fastened the seatbelt albeit with some difficulty and seeing me tr struggling to do the seatbelt tightening, my host helped me out, get it done too. My thoughts raised to compare the perils or hazards of traveling in a car in India without mandatory use of seatbelt then and how hundreds of my compatriots lose their lives or get disabled to various degrees in traffic accidents every day and for so many decades too, I murmured to myself. Why Indian government does not make it compulsory that all passengers traveling in the front seat of cars and vans as a precautionary measure for the travelers and why those not obeying such basic security procedures like fastening the seat belt etc are not punished for endangering themselves and other car passengers traveling in motor, motor vehicles or cars even after so many decades of independence from British colonizers. Of course, 
Western colonizers were interested only in looting the colony and colonizers not, were not interested to see, to see whether they were dead or alive as long as their looting was uninterrupted and scans had not made any policies or efforts for 300 years of the looting rule to ensure the health or safety of the Indian slaves. But should not Indians who took charge after August 1947 have bothered to make certain policies to ensure welfare, health and security of their compatriots? Absence of even basic safety measures to ensure health and safety of travelers in motor vehicles on roads and unfortunate deaths of thousands and thousands of Indians and fatal bodily injuries of thousands and thousands of Indians even after 30 years of independence is sadly one of the hundreds of misgovernance and carelessness of rulers in so many aspects of everyday life in my country too. So many similar troubling questions passed through my mind when Dr. Chalier's car was cruising from the railway station to the residence nearby. When our limousine was moving through village roads, I noticed the speedometer of the car touching around 100 kilometers. It was then that I noticed in the side mirror of the car two traffic policemen trailing, tailing our car on motorcycles. The traffic police are called flicks in local language. The policemen chasing our car were whistling their siren loudly to grab the attention of Dr. Chalier, the driver, and, one, and suddenly they overtook our car. They gesticulated to us to stop the car and to move over to one side, which Dr. Chalier promptly did. Then the police officials came over to the side of the driver and politely asked Dr. Chalier to show them the driving license and registration book of the vehicle. I was really puzzled what, not knowing what crime my supervisor Dr. Chalier had done.